And we are back. Welcome back to Dear Woke Christian com podcast. My name is Jason. I am your host as well as the author of DearWokeChristian.com, a blog meant to encourage and incite Christians to go back to their Bibles, to consider what the Bible teaches in light of what they've been taught by their critical race theory prognosticators and uh, compare them. And I think that they'll find out that what they've been taught by CRT and Black Lives Matters is wanton. So today I'm going to talk about a topic that's probably going to get a repeat episode or maybe like a follow-up episode. And that is very simply, Dear Woke Christian, the Bible does not support you. Dear Woke Christian, the Bible does not support you. What I mean by that is many people, many people, even inside the church and even outside the church, call on Bible verses to support their idea of critical race theory. And I am here today to say that the Bible doesn't actually support critical race theory. Now, what I want to shoot down very quickly is the but Jason whatabouts. So let's just talk about it. Yes, critical race theory does support the idea that there's human dignity. And of course, the Bible teaches that there's human dignity. Um, Critical race theory also supports the idea of a form of justice. And well, they say it in justice. And of course, the Bible speaks of a form of justice as well. A couple problems with both of those. The Bible was already saying that. So, as I've said before, we don't need critical race theory to say that all humans have dignity because the Bible has already established that. We don't need critical race theory to say that there should be justice in the world because the scriptures already teach that. The problem is when you use the Bible to support critical race theory, you take from the Bible to prop up a house of cards, which is critical race theory. So though there are things that critical race theory gets right, and I've said this before, things that critical race theory gets correct, it gets correct by mistake. It doesn't get them correct because it is holding on to truth or its its foundation is truth. It gets them by mistake. And because of that, that's yet another reason why critical race theory should not be accepted in Christ's church. So let me go back to my original statement that the Bible does not support you. I'm going to give a couple examples why, and I want you to just consider them. So before you jump down in the comment section or before you email me, please open up your Bible and just ask yourself these questions. And these are going to be general. I'm not going to even get very heavy in scripture. These are just going to be a general observation. So let us go. Number one, if the Bible supported critical race theory, would it have been taught by the apostles, by the disciples, by Christ himself? If 
the Bible supported critical race theory, wouldn't it have been taught by someone in the scriptures? And what I'm what I want you not to do is to not go cobble together several verses to support your idea. And we'll come back to that in a moment. But wouldn't it, if critical race theory was such, and, and this form of justice that critical race theory supports or wants to push, if it were so important to Christ, would he not have talked about it and mentioned it and brought it up ever? And wouldn't we have heard about it beforehand? For example, from the apostles who were teaching everything that Christ told them to teach. Their disciples, the church fathers, anyone else in Christendom, wouldn't we have been hearing about this before? And I think we all know that that's not the case. Since critical race theory is a worldview that comes from critical theory and its um, roots, its start, its genesis is um, the philosophy of Marxism and postmodernism, that's very, very new on the landscape. If you want to be honest, that's extremely new. So again, if the Bible had supported it, it would have already been taught or it would have been taught. Now, let's go, let me answer the question that you're probably shooting out. Well, what about XYZ passage? Or what about this scripture? I think that was great. And I've on my blog on dearwokechristian.com, I've highlighted several passages that people like to use to support their critical race theory, social justice, Black Lives Matters um, ideologies. And truth be told, I don't honestly care if you support those ideologies. It's just the fact that the Bible doesn't support you. But you can argue your case from a truly secular point. And this is actually my second point. You don't need the Bible to support your idea if your idea is valid. You don't need the scriptures to do that. If your point was valid, just argue your valid point. The problem is, you know, and I know too, the Bible doesn't support your idea. It doesn't support critical race theory. And I'll talk about why it doesn't, maybe in the next, in another episode. And more specifically, why it doesn't, let me say it like that, maybe in another episode. But the idea that critical race theory is needed in, in Christ's church is completely untrue and unfounded. We do not need it because we have not needed it. If we had needed it, Christ would have easily mentioned it. And let me make another point about that, just to show you, Jesus was not about, was not a social justice warrior by any means. So let's just go ahead and stop that one right now as well. Jesus wasn't a social justice warrior. And you know this simply because the day and age that Christ walked the earth, Israel was an occupied land, occupied by Rome. Matter of fact, 
part of the reason why the Sadducees and Pharisees didn't want anything to do with Jesus being the Messiah is because they wanted him to overthrow Rome. You even hear his disciples mention this after he's arisen about, hey, is now the time that you're going to reestablish Israel? So if Jesus was a social justice warrior and a proponent of critical race theory, I think we all could agree that he failed. He failed at that. He didn't, he didn't kick Rome out of Jerusalem or out of Egypt or out of the Middle East at all. Matter of fact, they killed him. <laughs> and they were responsible for the death of many of his disciples. Man, he just completely botched that one up. And then to not even mention it or even talk about it, whenever it was brought up, he changed the subject and went another direction, talking about the kingdom of God that's going to come and the, the, the kingdom that will come. Wow. He never talked about this earthly kingdom that allegedly you're saying he supported because he didn't. Christ didn't support it. I want you to think about that. All right. Let's go back to this. Uh, well, Jason, what about this? Scripture. What about this scripture? I think that's an excellent point and a great question. I want you to ask a couple questions because, and actually on dearwolfchristian.com, I talked about this. Let's talk about the first question about your, your scripture. Is the scripture in context? It's very easy to find, to go do a internet search, a Bible gateway search for the word justice. Find a passage that talks about justice and say, ooh, that's great. Let me use that one. Or loving your neighbor. Ooh, that's great. Let me use that. Problem is, it's in the middle of a paragraph. It's in the middle of a sentence sometimes. And therefore, you might need to take the whole verse in context. Oftentimes, when we put the verse back in context, we realize that it doesn't really support what we're saying or what we wanted it to say. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to go to Bible Gateway, and you're welcome to do this as well. I'm going to go to BibleGateway.com. I'm using the ESV version, and I'm going to type in love your neighbor. All right. We get a... All right. Matthew 22, 36 through 40. All right. So it comes up and it seems like a pretty decent uh, four verses. Let's just look at it. Teacher, which of the great, which is the great commandment of the law? And he said to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind. This is the great commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two hang all the commandments of the law and the prophets. Pretty straightforward. I like that. All right. However, on Bible Gateway, it tells you to read the whole thing in chapter, the whole verse in its chapter context. So let's just look real quick just to make sure we didn't botch up anything. So I'm going to click on this and I'm going to go to 36 and 40. And I noticed something. 36 and 40 starts out, there's actually two verses before in that paragraph. So I want to go back and look at it just to look at it in context. And listen to what those other two verses say. 
But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. No oh, wait, so Jesus silenced the Sadducees. What well, what happened there? Well, that's the verse before when the Sadducees were talking about the resurrection. So I almost have to go back to verse 23 to get the build up, but we won't do that right now. But I do want to encourage you to do something like that. Go back and read the whole thing in context. Because again, we're trying to find the context for this love your neighbor. But let's go, let's continue. But when the Pharisees had heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. So in the context of this verse, we know that these people did not have good motives. They were coming to Jesus to test him, to, to try him, so to speak. So this whole passage makes a lot more sense. Is Jesus talking about some kind of uh, go get a vaccination or stay home because you love your neighbor? Or is he talking about the fulfillment of the law? I think it's very clear. Christ is talking about, about the fulfillment of the law. Now, does that not mean that I should take care of my neighbor? Absolutely, it means I should take care of my neighbor. I should be concerned about my neighbor next door, the, one across, the ones across the street, the one behind me. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, is that is he talking about maybe one particular neighbor? No, he's talking about all of my neighbors. And we can see that in context of the verse. And the reason I bring that up is because a lot of the time we'll take a verse out of context so we could do the exact same thing with Bible Gateway, looking up justice or looking up um, poor or anything else that are buzzwords for critical race theory and see that a lot of the time these verses are taken out of context and they don't actually mean when you put them in their greater context, what, they, what we're trying to make them mean in their individual context. That's one thing to consider. The next thing to consider is, is this a narrative? Is this a, a, um, a story or is this an actual prescription, something that I should do? Now, of course, right here, looking at my Matthew verse right here, this is clearly a story where they're telling us how the Pharisees and Sadducees treated Christ. But that's not necessarily saying something that I specifically should do. Now, another perfect example is Peter walking on water. That's a great example of a story of a story that's oftentimes considered and treated as if it were a prescription, something that you should do. Um, you should not go out walking if you cannot swim. I do not suggest you try to go walk across your pool in your community. Um, that might go bad. Okay. What I am saying is that there's lessons to be learned from that passage. Absolutely. But it's not saying that I should go out and walk on water that God's going to, um, bless me to walk on water or to meet some unfathomable um, idea that I have in my head if I just am I, I'm all audacious. None of that. None of that at all. So that's another example. So first thing, are we keeping our scripture in context? Look at it in context. I beg you on dear woke Christian, please read the passage in its context. Next, ask yourself, is this a story? that I should learn from or prescription or something that I should do. Now, the epistles, the gospels are oftentimes stories, something that we can learn from, 
But the epistles, the letters such as Paul's letters and Peter and, and letters to Timothy and Titus, those are usually something that we can get that we're supposed to do. Of course, we're learning from them as well, but it gives very clear directions in there, things that you're supposed to do. Now, I've been focusing on the New Testament, so let's just jump back to the Old Testament and do the same thing. A lot of the time, those Old Testament stories are narratives, they're stories that are giving us a historical story that happened. It was a real David, it was a real Goliath. Goliath really did get killed by David. That does not mean that I am David and I'm going around looking for the giant in my life. That's not what that means. It means there was a real David, there was a real Goliath, David really did kill Goliath. That's the story. Now, there's a lot more that we can glean from the story of David and Goliath, but the fact of the matter is I'm not David. And unless your name is actually David, you're not David either. What really is the case is that we have to read those stories in their proper context. If they're narratives, we have to read them as narratives. If they're directives, we have to read them as directives or something that we're supposed to we're supposed to do. And those are just two things I wanted to speak about today. So when I say that uh, critical race theory is not supported by the Bible, that's what I mean. And you're welcome down in the comment section below. Give me a scripture passage or something that shows that that something that critical race theory teaches that the Bible also teaches. But keep in mind, I'm going to immediately tell you that the Bible already taught it. So if it's talking about treating the poor well or not being greedy or is talking about uh, sharing or equity or any of those things like that, the Bible already taught that. So I don't need critical race theory to do it. I just need to follow the Bible. So this is DearWokeChristian.com. My name is Jason. This is a podcast with the intent of helping Christians think critically about what they're being taught in the idea of critical race theory and comparing it to the scriptures. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for liking and sharing. Please feel free to comment below. Give me your ideas. What do you think? Do you think, Jason, you're just completely off? The Bible and critical race theory are 100% in unison. Or do you think, hey, Jason, you really did make me think here. I, I did not consider, I had not thought about that before. Either way, I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much. And until next time, grace and peace.